everybody. Welcome to this episode of Talking Heartland. This is the show where we are recapping the show Heartland and we are on season five, episodes 10, 11, and 12. This is a pretty good group of episodes and I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Michelle is here. Hey everyone. Yes. How are you doing? We missed you last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Rachel probably yeah Rachel probably filled everybody in like I just had to take like a couple of weeks out yeah. um pretty much like because of lockdown ending my work went back to normal hours mm-hmm. so that was like that really threw me for a loop <laughs> like I don't have as much time during the day anymore yeah that really like messed me up and then obviously with the the loss in my dog sort of yeah. the week prior to that so yeah, I just had to take a a, a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, well, we were all back. we were all thinking about you, and uh, and keeping you in our prayers. Yeah. So, so yeah, a big thank you to everybody that from the Hallmarkies community that kind of responded to my tweets over that um, few days, and Rachel for checking in um, and making a donation to the the charity in Scotland, the SSPCA, which is actually the charity that I got my dog from so that meant a Mm. lot to me as well thank you Rachel absolutely I'm glad to do it Uh, and I think uh, if we were going to come back to a group of episodes this is I don't know some of the stronger Heartland episodes that I've seen I thought these were really good yeah yeah the acting was so good in these episodes Mm -hmm. particularly Graham yeah and the horse we'll talk about it but the horse acting if you i don't know what you call it but it was really good yeah very good (laughs) how they do it it was very very interesting so well let's dive in and start talking this is episode 10 uh, called trust when amy tries to heal an abused and violent racehorse ty and jack think she's taken on more than she can handle but can amy prove them wrong so what was your overall thoughts about this episode? Um, overall, I thought it was very good. Um, I loved Amy's storyline. Mm. Um, I, I am struggling a little bit with the, the Tim storyline. Um, that seems to be just par for the course for me. But mm. I thought Amy's whole plot was, was fantastic. Yeah. I just don't know how they got this horse to act that way, you know, without obviously... Huh? actually hurting the horse i mean it was so real real feeling yeah yeah it's amazing and even just like having people around the horse that's performing in that way um they must just have like a team of people or like an amazing group of like horse i guess specialists um working on this show because like season after season we're just kind of blown away by the performances that they're able to get out of these horses yeah this was one of the most Mm -hmm. impressive i mean i it felt very real that they were actually in danger i don't know how you get a horse to do that no no especially with having um amber marshall so close to the horse as well yeah i would be terrified (laughs) i know It, it felt like she was really in danger i thought it was very well done and and i mean i had wrote down the only thing really missing from this episode is there's no mallory in in this one yeah yeah i did notice that as well 
and she's one of my favorites uh, but uh but yeah you have quite a bit going on but the main thrust is amy with this horse called alcatraz mm-hmm. uh this wild horse well it was the the horse that they found uh in the previous episodes uh in the um uh where they they found the two horses and then caleb shot the one that was uh that was in worse shape and amory keeps having nightmares about caleb shooting the horse and and i don't know i the only thing about that that maybe is a little surprising is that growing up on a ranch i would think that that would be something that isn't that uncommon that you have to yeah, I imagine that's one of the hardest things about, you know, working on a ranch or a farm, like, especially if you are someone that just cares deeply about animals, like having to lose them constantly or having to kind of make really hard decisions. Um, I just kind of took it like maybe this was kind of triggering some sort of PTSD with Amy in terms of, like, what happened with Spartan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree if... if you know this is something that she's probably had to witness not as as brutal as that obviously but we have seen her lose horses like we saw her lose our mum's horse pegasus kind of i think it was last season so we have kind of seen it before but Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was an interesting decision to have her be so kind of affected by this one yeah i forgot that about pegasus Mm -hmm. but yeah, and I had forgotten that Spartan, it was so bad uh, that his recovery, mm-hmm. forgotten yeah, that. He was, yeah, he was pretty bad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Caleb has no qualms about what he did. He, yeah. He, he's confident, and Amy admits that it, it was, but... But then by the end of this sort of round of episodes, she's like, I should have stopped him from doing mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it, it, it can be the kinder yeah. thing if they're I, in pain. Yeah, I think Caleb was right here. I mean, um, you know, it says a lot about him that he's not only able to kind of make that decision, but able to actually take matters into his own hands and be confident in the fact that he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so she's cleared out all of the other horses out of the barn mm-hmm. to have this mad horse in the um, in the barn. And uh, Jack gets frustrated with that in the middle of the episode. And he says, I can't cope with one more potential problem. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. I mean, obviously, like, it was like an escalation with him, but I thought Amy kind of run this part of the business. Like, mm-hmm. whatever happens with the horses, working with the horses, training mm-hmm. the horses, that's kind of her thing. And I thought it was interesting that he's kind of like, no, get the horse out. Like, I mean, it has, it's his property, but mm-hmm. it's, he's running a business on his property. Yeah, and well, it he's... Be, it, it would be different if she was still in high school, but she's out of high school and working now. So I thought that was kind of an interesting... Well, he even says, I usually just let you do your thing, but I can't handle another problem. Yeah. Yeah. He was dealing with a lot of this episode. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's kind of dogpiling on him. And that's the thing I was thinking about with these episodes is there's a vulnerability to the characters in Heartland that Mm -hmm. you would never see in a Hallmark show. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And when, like, in One Calls the Heart or, uh, you know, that characters getting upset, characters getting, uh, you know, angry, you know, things like divorce and, and, I don't know, just like, there's just like a grittiness to Heartland. They they do shy away with some subjects, but especially with like emotions and like trauma and grief. Yeah. Really kind of lead into that. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. It's a nice after, you know, I I find covering the homework shows too, but it was just kind of refreshing to watch these and get something mm-hmm. a little bit more real too yeah yeah they've struck a nice balance yeah you aren't dealing with like big ptsd watching the good witch you know <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> then we have jack part of what's making him upset is he, he's with tim and they see lisa kissing a man in a in the car and he didn't recognize or did he recognize that as her ex-husband I had no, he just saw the back of his head. So Okay. Yeah, and he he didn't know, but it was her ex-husband, Dan Hartfield. And she's working with him on a uh, business thing. And uh and so him and Lisa have some conflict here. Yeah. I, thought it was a, a, I wasn't sure if this was just like kind of a plot to kind of just keep building sort of problem on top of problem for Jack in this episode yeah because it felt like such a ridiculous thing for like a grown man to just not have a conversation he seems like the kind of guy that would just kind of yeah well but I feel like I don't know to me at least it seems like you'd be less likely to kiss your ex just a I guess a non mean something. Uh, it doesn't mean something. Kiss. I feel like that would be even less likely with your ex. Yes, it's they keep kind of bringing um, Dan back, and they keep sort of having him sort of at, you know hanging about in the background. And I don't know if there's a reason for that, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. You know, is he there to like? be this point of jealousy or is mm-hmm. it felt like he was kind of justified in saying like well he's your ex like if you were yeah. even if you were if you didn't have like a partner maybe it would be fine to kind of have this kind of bloodlines kind of relationship with your ex but that's not that's not the case anymore yeah i feel like that's even more loaded than if it was just some random guy who tries to kiss her or something like that mm-hmm yeah. So I can I can see why. I mean, I'd be upset if the person I'm dating uh, and I see them kissing their ex. And I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know. Hopefully, in in kind of future episodes, we'll see her sort of set some boundaries with Dan because it just kind of pops up. I'm sure it'll pop up again. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have Peter starting to dig the foundation 
for the house and it's going to take a month but lisa has started booking at the dude ranch mm -hmm. lisa start lisa started uh booking at the dude ranch and so she's very upset about it because it's not the peaceful uh ranch life that they promise uh with you know all this construction and stuff going on mm -hmm. and i know I, I think it's a little bit of shame that they are having peter get a job and stuff later on because yeah i kind of like him in this stay-at-home dad role i feel like we've gotten to know him and i feel like they're dynamic and i don't know i think in a way it's kind of a shame yeah yeah I, I, it's hard to kind of because this show was so long ago it sort of struck me that this is actually quite a you know progressive storyline in terms of having like a stay-at-home dad mm -hmm. but they had this storyline in the tv show parenthood where joe was kind of stay-at-home dad and like the other male members of the family kind of you know, took opportunities to kind of mock him and kind of say you know backhanded kind of comments um and they kind of took the same route kind of in, in later seasons of having them go back to work and I think it is more interesting to kind of explore this kind of because he's so much more likable and he's so much more interesting in this part you know he's interacting with everybody at the at Heartland in a much more kind of you know real level you know he's really talking about how he's feeling in his life and Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, when we get him in this business van mode, that's, that's, yeah, that encompasses everything. And all we see is him kind of running off for phone calls or talking business, and it's just not interesting. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just think the conflict is also interesting between the two of them and uh, him, you know, dealing with some jealousy and also just the fatigue of taking care of a child like that. Mm -hmm. and I, it's i don't know i think it would have been interesting dynamic to have played out longer than they did yeah me too. yeah i agree uh so yeah but he's there's this conflict because he's in the, he's going to lay the foundation and that'll be a problem with the dude ranch and i feel like that that is it seems like that would be really hard to lay a foundation by yourself yeah and even lisa had kind of said that she'd given them like a month this was already this is already mm -hmm. supposed to have happened so she'd already kind of put off putting for a while and it's not really a, you know if they want to actually pay for the, yeah. the house that they're building they really need to like have their business up and running well and that's not it's like that's not something you can kind of half half no. you know do like you have to like you foundation yeah. obviously foundation is very important to the home and i don't know i feel like you would need at least another person mm -hmm. it seems a very big job mm -hmm. you know if it was like a cabin or something fair enough but like a, a house with multiple you know we don't even know if it's a one story or a two story like mm -hmm. it's a big project for one person yeah i think so so I, I think you got to at least hire on some, mm -hmm. some work to, I don't know. It's like you're pouring the foundation and I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a lot for yeah. one person. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, we also have uh, Caleb uh, getting, first he's going to get flowers for Ashley, but then he gets served the divorce papers. And uh, he, then you see him ripping up the divorce papers and going on the rodeo. So what did you think about that? I really wish they would tie this up. Um, I don't think it's particularly fair to kind of drag this storyline out for his character because she's not here to kind of see the other side of it. So a lot yeah. kind of rests, a lot rests on him. And it's, you know, it's not his fault that, you know, you know, the audience or in this case me feel feels kind of cheapened and frustrated that this is kind of going on for so long. Yeah, and they expect us to get kind of invested in in him and in Kelly. Mm -hmm. And when there's still this kind of drama with the divorce. Yeah. Which is just, yeah it, it's sort of how they, they started the relationship they're kind of starting it the way they <laughs> ending it the way they started it with kind of everything sort of happening either off screen or with in this case one half of the partnership yeah yeah i agree i i think it's the i mean i obviously it's a big thing for his character and you have to you know address it but it's it you do wish that you could have the other side yeah absolutely it, you, you think that maybe they could have if even if even if cindy was gone you would think they could maybe get val or you know somebody somebody to kind of mm -hmm. help with that storyline yeah yeah i really miss val <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and then we have uh, Shane and Tim are doing pretty pretty good together. Uh, first, uh, he wants to rope on the steer, and uh, then Miranda shows up, with, and she is going to take Shane because she is extremely mad about him being a part of this whole illegal horse race the situation that we had a couple episodes ago. And I can understand why that would be upsetting, but her going to the extreme of, I don't think you should have any more contact with him is ridiculous. They don't really get into it, but like, why would they put that video on Facebook? Unless it was, you know, if it was just for like, I don't know, for his I mean, friends, but you know, his mom yeah. was definitely going to see it. Um, but yeah, I thought, I don't really love that they're having kind of Miranda kind of show up and be this kind of like stereotype type character. Like she just kind of shows up and is angry and, and just mm -hmm. just doesn't feel like they're doing that character, you know, justice in terms of yeah. having like, you know, really breaking down why she feels the way she does, why she's acting the way she is. You know, it just kind of feels like she shows up, drags her son away and then kind of, it's it, this is like, yeah the second or third time this kind of routine has happened so yeah yeah i it seemed a, a lot to me and but i i mean i can understand why she's upset but the idea of of she's never gonna see his father it seems it seems crazy i mean it's just weird for her character because she's the one who wanted this whole yep. thing and yet, yeah, she and brought, yet yeah she brought him to tim so 
yeah i mean she could have continued on with just telling the stories and mm-hmm. he shouldn't have to do anything at all so i don't know it's it's sort of weird but i i think that it certainly brings conflict that's for sure mm-hmm. and then amy decides to let alcatraz out this is after she gets bruised pretty bad like her whole shoulder yeah she gets kind of thrown into the the stable yeah that was shocking yeah and then caleb gets drunk and is gonna go to the rodeo but ty stops him uh from going and uh that was that was a pretty good scene between the two of them i thought yeah yeah i think they've done a really good job of establishing them as like almost best friends at this point yeah yeah and uh so then uh peter gets the job offer in vancouver and (laughs) so mm. (laughs) he's got a job and then he's got so they're both just i mean it seems crazy that he's just going to leave Monday to Friday and not see his, his child. Yeah, that seems crazy to me too. And also, I mean, now they're going to have to spend money on childcare. Yeah, Mallory can't do it all. <laughs> yeah, she can't. I mean, and nobody else at the house can. And so they're going to have to pay for some kind of childcare, a nanny or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it, obviously, there's tons of working families, but but usually it's their job is in the same town. Yeah, it seems crazy considering that this was, and I don't mean that in like a negative. There's a lot of people that have to make that that call, and it's not not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have to do it for their family. But it seems crazy in terms of this show because it's caused so much conflict conflict with Peter before. Mm-hmm. You know him. You know being away from they're essentially just going back into yeah. like a long distance relationship again. Yeah, and it it wasn't particularly effective, and it felt like you were having what was happening last season is you'd have them them have conflict over Dubai, them make up, and they were committed to each other, and then there'd be a, like one episode, and then it would be the same conflict over and over again yeah that's my worry when that when they said vancouver i was like oh my god if you have to do this again <laughs> yeah exactly because gone is gone whether you're in dubai or vancouver it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. you know so then we have a moment where alcatraz is actually nice to amy at the end yeah and... this is another thing that reminded me of the horse whisperer movie like this this scene was like right out of that movie uh-huh yeah and then jack apologizes to lisa so overall i mean one to ten what did you think of this episode um i gave it a 8.5 yeah i thought it was really strong this one i'd give it also an 8.5 we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. 
By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Okay, so then we have uh, episode 11, and this is Fool's Gold. Ty's mother, Lily, returns to Heartland with shocking news about his father and a secret that threatens her relationship with her son. Meanwhile, Amy continues to work with Alcatraz and enlists Lily's help to get the horse to trust people again. And when Lou finds herself without a babysitter, she's forced to take an important client meeting at Heartland. So overall, what do you think of this one? Yeah, this is a really good one as well. I feel like it, it really kind of serves as part one to, to the next episodes, but it really kind of sets up a great couple of episodes for Ty. Yeah, I thought that it was a really another really strong episode. I think that Graham Wardall really does some good work here in this one. Mm-hmm. He's really, really grown as an actor um, in this, this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he has to play a lot of notes in this. He's upset. He's excited at the beginning. He just a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It starts out with him making dinner for his mom, and that was so cute. I liked that. <laughs> He's got canned pasta sauce, and the the pasta's overdone, and so, the soggy salad. But his mom loves it just the same. <laughs> it was cute. I liked that. Um, and so then uh, we find out that Ty's father has passed away. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that she kind of, maybe she just wanted like a nice moment with him before she told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of surprising because I hadn't read the summary. So I was like, oh, and when she first shows up, I never would have thought it would have went this way. Yeah. And we have seen his dad on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was he wanted ty to go with him to the grand canyon but ty just felt all this frustration because he's not wasn't honest and was a thief yeah yeah he's, he's still carrying a lot of anger about his dad leaving which meant that ty kind of ended up in a house with Wade. yeah he, he just wasn't ready to forgive his dad mm-hmm yeah, and of course, his mom, Lily, is played by Megan Follows. So that's fun for us Anna Green Gables fans. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. I know I know from um, Wynonna Earp. Um, oh, is she on there? Yeah, yeah. She's um, a pretty main character on that. But yeah, I haven't seen any oh. Anna Green Gables. I haven't seen any of the old one, the new one. Oh, don't watch the new one. It was terrible. But, <laughs> but the the one from 1985 uh, particularly like the sequel Anne of Avonlea is not as good it's it's good but not as good the uh the the 1985 Anne of Green Gables with Megan Falls is perfect I mean it's really it's one of the only things I can think of that I would say is 
perfect. I wouldn't change anything about it. <laughs> I love it so much. And or is it like I, I just love everything about it. I love the casting. I love the filming. I love the story. I, it's so good. Yeah. 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 I bet it's pretty hard to stream though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it is on streaming. That's true, but you should definitely watch it uh if you get a chance and it's really good the uh the like i said this the follow-up is still good but not as good and then the uh they had there's a third one that's terrible don't watch it (laughs) it's not good uh but anyway it's kind of fun to see her uh here and she does she does a good job i feel like it feels believable that she's his mom yeah yeah and she's got kind of interesting dynamics with like Jack and uh, Amy in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're, they're kind yes. of like respectful to her, but their like priorities tie clearly. Yeah. Well, it is interesting that Amy would risk having this, having Lily around Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. Amy must really trust him at this point now. Yeah. Especially when she's just been bruised not too long ago mm-hmm. yeah to have an amateur around it was kind of surprising certainly i wouldn't i i would not feel comfortable uh that's for sure but um uh then you have uh jack telling lily nothing good ever comes from secrets mm-hmm. i felt like this was a pretty well-written episode as far as the dialogue and everything like that mm-hmm. yeah very good yeah and so his mom wants ty to help him spread uh the their dad's ashes and go up to eagle lake uh, but ty doesn't doesn't think he even deserves that and is struggling mm-hmm. yeah i like yeah. this like like you see nella they're not you know afraid to kind of really explore yeah you know anger within grief you know it feels like that gets kind of he's not shying away from the fact that he's just still not ready to forgive he's not ready he's not ready to uh, you know his dad has these kind of wishes of what he wants to happen and he's just not ready to fulfill them yet yeah and lou and jack visit ty when he's uh, he tells amy that he's going to the city but he's really not he's working on the shed and i thought that was some nice work I, it's it's just it, it, in a way i felt kind of envious because there's such a, a a sense of family on on heartland ranch where like right now in my life uh, my my family's also spread out and so i don't have that like sense of family in this way that they have I mean it's it is somewhat idealistic but I just like that that they they that they gave different characters the chance to try to help Ty as opposed to just Amy and you had Lou and you had Jack and I thought that was nice yeah and it's sort of re-establishing bonds that we haven't really seen since he moved out yeah this kind of shows whenever you know something happens they're going to be there for him yeah and 
she said, and his mom says, I had to let it go. I had to forgive him. I hope you can. In his own way, your dad loved you more than anyone in the world. So that was a, a, a good moment. I always feel like themes of forgiveness in Joe's is all is something that always uh, almost always works for me, really, because it's such a hard thing in life when you have those deep wounds to let it go. It's tough. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's sort of easier said than done. And I think this show really is not shy about you know, exploring that. Yeah. And so he has this box with some letters from his dad and the fool's gold that his dad gave him. Mm -hmm. And he burns the letters, which always is like, no, don't do that. Don't. No. Uh, I was like, well, like a photo. And I was like, oh, no, 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 please don't. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to regret this so much. Yeah. And then he's crying and it was sad. Yeah. Like, don't. Oh, you can't go back from there when you burn it. Darn it. That's before the digital age. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we have a we have a scene with Mallory and Lou. Mm -hmm. And she let's see, sorry. Oh, yeah. So she has been just taking advantage of Mallory a little bit and uh, things have been so busy at work but she's late and doesn't call to tell her that she's going to be late yeah I thought Mallory handled this really well mm. um, you know obviously Lou is kind of taking on this job but I think she really needs to think about getting somebody other than like just a, teen a teenager you know, Mallory should be more of a part time kind of couple hours a few days a week yeah. but well, it seems like she's sort of the full-time carer at this point in terms of child yeah. care well and if i mean it's just common courtesy whoever it is that if you're gonna be late then you should call or text at least i mean how much work is that yeah exactly so and she's not shy about like texting mallory when you know it's something that she needs or it's you know checking up on katie mm-hmm so she ends up uh, having to bring this head of this company that they are trying to get for whatever she does in financial world or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, no idea what she does either. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of financial <laughs> lawyer. Vague business stuff. <laughs> and uh, she has him over. And uh, when she's changing the baby, she's saying all of these things about him being uh a uh him being a, a poo poo head and whatever <laughs> and he overhears on the uh intercom whatever thing yeah baby monitor uh and so uh so that was kind of funny i thought <laughs> yeah that was really funny i sort of knew <laughs> when she went into that room i was like does she have a baby monitor <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, so but then jack bonds with him so they they talk about fishing so it all works out good old yeah, fishing jack, saves the day jack saves the day yeah and so ty agrees to go to eagle lake spread the ashes but then he finds out that uh, that 
his mom is back with Wade and he is he says that's not forgiveness that's insanity yeah so I can understand you know you know it's one thing to kind of forgive somebody for you know walking out on you for whatever the reason is but Wade you know physically assaulted him that's mm-hmm. just not something that you know if he doesn't want to take that step and forgive him that's down, that's that should be completely up to him um well yeah. i mean also like forgiveness is not the same thing as tolerating evil like just because you've forgiven them doesn't mean you should be yeah. welcoming it back into your life or yeah, like, exactly you know he's still i think he'll always kind of fear for his mom's safety now Yeah, so he is very upset. Lily gives Ty the ashes to do what he wants with them, and they kind of leave on not the best state. But uh, so that that's the end of the episode. Uh, I thought, it, like I said, I thought it was a pretty good one. Um, I think I'd give this one an eight. What about you? Yeah, I went eight point five again. Hmm. All right, then the last episode is episode 12, and this is Road to Nowhere. When Jack learns Ty is riding his bike solo to a remote lake to spread his father's ashes, he decides to surprise Ty and join him for this meaningful road trip. Amy is hurt by Ty's decision to make the trip without her and throws herself into helping Bryce, the paralyzed ex-soldier we met in season four, to find a new horse suitable for para-riding. Mallory is totally conflicted when Austin tries to woo his way back into her life, and Soraya has a new boyfriend that could make big changes in her future. So what did you think overall of this one? Um, yeah, I thought this was great. There's a couple of little things that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, but yeah, overall, again, just for in terms of Ty um, and Jack... Um, which is one of my favorite relationships on the show. I thought it was really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. I really liked the whole plot with the whole going to the Eagle Lake really worked. Yeah. I I liked the two of them and the and it was so beautiful, that lake. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And so Ty says, I need to spread the ashes by myself and amy kind of struggles with that but she uh i don't know i can understand that why you would want to be alone uh, mm-hmm. but i i mean i was it was nice to see jack uh he you know kind of forces his way into the he shows up on the he's like if you weren't such a, a lousy driver <laughs> rider I wouldn't have been able to catch up with you, but he did. It's interesting that Jack sort of got this relationship with Ty where he sort of knows how far to push mm. and when to just kind of leave him and walk away. And I think he kind of knew that he needed somebody with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was that was really nice and just their bond together yeah. and ty finally being able to 
forgive his dad when he first he he just he can't do it he he tries to to let go of the ashes but he can't do it he says i can't say goodbye mm-hmm. and then jack it, it really was the perfect person for this because he talks about how he went through the same thing with marion mm-hmm. and tim yeah so because tim was pretty bad for a while yeah he says we can't do much about mistakes our father made but we sure can try to not repeat them mm-hmm so uh and the because jack tells the whole story about his father wanted to be a hockey player but he gave he didn't take his shot and that inspired him to actually become you know get involved with the rodeo and everything yeah i like this episode for just you know it's, it's a good way to get more kind of backstory on jack uh-huh um, and just learn more about his family and be reminded of, you know, Tim has come a long way, but it's sort of nice to be reminded, you know, how far he's come. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Austin apologizing to Mallory and wrote her, supposedly wrote her song, Sooner or Later I Fell for You. <laughs> this was one of the things it's like, I could have done, like, this guy's driving me crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> every time i think we're, we're, we've saw the last time when he shows up again i'm like they're really committing to this guy <laughs> i'm not sure where i've seen him before i've seen him in something before um but yeah it's interesting it just keeps popping back up i guess i just struggle with the sometimes with these teenagers in these super intense relationships like why can't they just like i don't know like have group dates and just be like i feel like hardly anybody has this like super intense relationships in high school yeah i don't Especially know i have when, a hard time like, relating to it you know even if it's, it's not something that's for you i think in terms of you know malady storyline you know for me i would i just want to see them kind of build you know something with jake I feel like that's where it's always going to head anyway. So it just yeah. kind of feels like you're just kind of bringing this guy in for like, I don't know, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jake isn't available. I don't know. But. Right. And yeah, then she finds out later on that he re- recorded it with Maria. And so he didn't write it for her after all. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so Lou is taking Katie to music class, and that was pretty hilarious. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so good at comedy when they kind of let her kind of mm-hmm. run off on it. Yeah. Um, on these ridiculous. Yeah, and then we have Jesse Hutch back as Bryce, and that was sort of a weird thing with him and Soraya. I I don't know. Yeah, weird. it was weird. I like that they, they do kind of recognize, you know, guest stars that kind of make an impact and bring them back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good at that. And it's definitely really nice to see Jesse again. But again, this was kind of the thing that I wasn't the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. And particularly not just this part, but like the whole Soraya part. I just find that they're not great with her character. Yeah. Yeah, um, we talked overall, about that before. That they just kind of have her 
she's just kind of the the character that they bring in to move the plot along like they never have anything they haven't really developed her character very well yeah and it feels like they've kind of got to a point that they're kind of done with that character and it, it's really frustrating because you know as much as I, I love the show and we have you know a great time talking about it and watching mm-hmm. it and praise it it's not great with representation and yeah. that's something that you know just hasn't really aged well we're in, obviously we're in a very different time now right um so it's not great kind of watching this in hindsight right um yeah i, I hope that in kind of more current seasons we see a, a bit of a shift but it's yeah. frustrating because she has a really good character she has a really good actress i just wish they were a bit more committed to mm. that yeah and we find out that she is going to be going to london yeah. uh, and so i don't know if that's the last we'll see of her for a while but uh but yeah i don't know it was just like is she supposed to be awkward about him being in a wheelchair or is he like sensitive about it or i don't know i just thought it was a strange yeah, especially thing. because the the london boyfriend is you know a new thing and it was just something that was introduced in the last you know uh-huh. the, the, the previous couple of episodes so i was like <laughs> not he's not somebody that we know he's just this right i don't think we know his name i don't think his name's been mentioned and so also bryce he wants to buy alcatraz Mm -hmm. which now amy has ridden alcatraz which is kind of an amazing transformation yeah yeah she's really attached to him at this point Mm -hmm. and yeah it seems like that's i mean i can understand why amy's like no that is not happening yeah uh, but he's pretty persistent about it mm-hmm. so uh, but then you have the uh, you have Lou and Amy going uh, out to dinner and that was cute that was nice yeah, they had really a nice. moment between the two of them that much yeah whenever we see them together they're sort of surrounded by family chaos <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so Amy gets upset with Bryce um, and the two of them kind of uh, argue about it. But in the end, she ends up letting, she ends up taking Alcatraz over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this so. was a good way to wrap up Alcatraz's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... So then Jack and Ty have some nice moments and they are able to spread the ashes and <laughs> Jack and Ty says, Jack, I want to thank you for everything, for being here. And then at, at the end, we have a cliffhanger with yeah. a motorcycle crash. I wonder if this was like a mid-season finale or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would have been enraging if it was. <laughs> We're watching yeah. live. Yeah. So, and it's Ty. Is Ty who gets injured yeah. and not Jack? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But too many accidents at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. You really have. So, what would you give this episode? Um, I gave this a nine. Okay. 
yeah it's a good one i'm giving it 8.5 uh but yeah like i said three really strong episodes uh so it was a fun one and Mm -hmm. uh, so let us know what you think if you're listening what you think of these three episodes and uh where can people find you michelle i'm on twitter at michelle r benson great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes check that out and then we also have our patron group and we have our merch store so please check that out we have some heartland inspired merch and if you are listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that and if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much and thanks so much michelle and uh we'll talk talk next week it'll be great (laughs) Bye, everyone. Everyone.